everybody. Welcome to episode 7 of the High Note Podcast with Rishi Mather. We start our conversation with some crazy Uber stories when he was in between jobs. His one and only time he attempted gay sex, that shit. Oh my god, that story is fucking hilarious. And having to deal with customer service with our past and current jobs. Rishi is a great friend of mine and no matter where he is or who he's with, he can make any situation hilarious. So enjoy this episode, guys. Thanks. What's up? I'm here with Rishi Mather. What's going on, John? How are you? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. We were just talking earlier, and uh, so Rishi, he has a good job now. He gets to do his work in his underwear in his mom's house, which is fantastic. <laughs> That's exactly how you described it to me. It, it's literally that, but the way it sounds, it sounds so horrific. Like, I'm just chilling at my mom's house. No, but you're making actual good money. <laughs> I'm and thinking, okay, yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah. But before this, uh, you were living the life of an Uber driver. Yeah. That probably sucked. Um, it was it was after everything, maybe $8 an hour. <laughs> you know. That's what I always thought because it feels like a scam. It really does. It feels yeah. like, uh, sure, you can have your own hours and make money whenever you want, but then you have to pay for your own gas, right? How does the tolls work? They pay for the tolls? They reimburse you on tolls, yeah. Okay, they reimburse you on tolls. But if your car breaks down, you <laughs> basically just have to spend the money you made from Uber uh-huh. to repair it. That's right. <laughs> That's 100% correct. Um, also, you the worst part was like I couldn't get into an accident while on duty because if I did, my insurance company didn't know about it because in many insurance company here is that you're with Uber or Lyft, you're prone to more accidents because you're on the road more. Uh, so they jack up your rates. So we couldn't tell them. Uh, so I had to like avoid getting into an accident. You know how hard that is? That on general basis, I don't get in an accident, but to avoid it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like when, it's a, high alert. when it's on mental note, <laughs> no one drives with a mental note like, can't crash right now. <laughs> and it's put so much pressure on you. God damn. Like, that was just like, every time I thought I was going to get into an accident, I'm like, all right, let's just drive at 10 miles an hour and see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. What are some? Uh, what are some of your most notorious Uber stories? You want, I want to make a note, John Kim. When you were working at a good job, yeah, I was Ubering, and the minute I stopped getting Uber and I got a good job, you went to be a waiter. <laughs> yeah, we basically switched positions. We basically switched, but I think um, your position is way better off than my position. I don't know. I well, being a waiter is actually it was it's so much more fun than working my corporate job. <laughs> I would assume so. I just learned that I need to be like up and about. On my feet. You're also not on your phone. You're getting more focused, so you got more probably more time to think about jokes and stuff while you're waiting and stuff, right? I know I have no time to do anything when I'm waiting. It is, dude. It is. Uh, the place that I work at is so busy. <laughs> it's so busy from the moment we open to the moment we close. It's crazy. Okay, so, so what is it? What are you learning from that job? And then I'll get into some Uber stories. <laughs> I want to know what you're getting. What are you taking away from this job? What, what is so? What is beneficial from it? What is beneficial? Well, the money's actually not bad. And other than that, like, you get to, I guess I observe people more. That's good for comedy, too. I'm talking to people. I have human interaction, whereas when I was in my cubicle job, it was just the same employees that would come in. I served Fat Joe recently. Fat Joe? (laughs) Yeah. Did he lean back in his chair just (laughs) because of sheer weight? He's not that fat anymore. Is he not? I've never well, seen him. Well, he's still, like, I guess he's still considered fat, but he's not as fat as he used to be. He used to be really fat. Is he, like, um, DJ Khaled now? Yeah, like he's, like, <laughs> DJ Khaled fat now. <laughs> I see DJ you. Khaled is pretty fat, though. <laughs> Do you see Snapchat? He works out like a motherfucker. <laughs> DJ Khaled? Dude, for a long time on Snapchat, it was just him working out. Why are there no results? Zero. <laughs> it's Zero. just all for the gram. That's all it is. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. The reason I asked that question is because I worked at ShopRite. I don't know if you remember that, but I worked for ShopRite for maybe a month. <laughs> when yeah, I knew you? You knew me, man. I was doing. <laughs> we had it was after my Brooklyn stunt. When after uh, oh. after my uh, Brooklyn job, which was probably still the greatest job I ever had, just sheer benefits. Yeah. But um, after that job, I didn't know what to do. So before I became an Uber driver, I worked at ShopRite. <laughs> Nice. And that must have been horrible. Sh- I worked at ShopRite for a month, 
and it was bad, but it was a great feeling because I was never on my phone. I wasn't being on my phone all the yeah. time. And I was constantly working. The one thing it got me to do was get rid of my ADD a little bit and just focus. And so that's how I developed it. But then once I got this job again at uh, at uh, at as an Uber driver, I can't stayed focused. But what distracted me was reading. Reading fucked my whole life up again because then I got distracted by books like Harry Potter and shit. That's what I got into. <laughs> what at the you age of twenty nine? <laughs> you were just getting into Harry Potter recently. And the just, books, not the just, movies. I know, but you were just like reading on your time off. Yeah, as an Uber driver. It's okay. Quick. Yeah. And people just kept judging manga. I don't care. I loved Harry Potter. No, but it's just so funny that people try to make time to read, and you're <laughs> like, no, reading is consuming me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the funny part was I loved reading until a point until my girlfriend gave me an actual book to read. Yeah. During my Uber rides, and it was it, it was like. I went from a child, like I went from the JV league to varsity league in reading, and yeah. like I realized, oh, I'm really dumb. I can't. This book is very hard to read, <laughs> and like it was very recommended by every major comedian that's intellectually known, like Aparna, Hassan. Everyone named this book as like a really good book. It's called like the Sellout or something like that. And yeah. uh, I read the first chapter, and I was like, woof, what a remarkable first chapter. But then I realized it took me seven hours to read ten pages of the first <laughs> chapter, and it was just like, oh man, this book's gonna take me forever to read. So I stopped reading. <laughs> So we're we're still at the level of children's <laughs> books. I'm building my way up. Yeah, yeah I think that's, <laughs> that's what it counts. One day you'll get to the eighth grade workbooks, and yeah. uh, we can we can work on those skills. That's what exactly <laughs> what it was. But you know the funny part was um, when I was Ubering, you're asking me for the stories, and, and I got into books. And so what happened was I was reading a book <laughs> on. Um, this was before I started the Harry Potter series. I read the book on Batman. Not Batman comics, but it was the Batman fandom and how it came about and the ups and downs of Batman, to be honest. The ups and downs of Batman. Batman's career had a lot of ups and downs. As a comic book character, Like he started off pretty mediocre because Superman kept destroying him in the comic book section. And yeah. then afterwards, um, Batman had his little Adam West stunt, and that kind of brought it to light. I mean, a few comics brought it to light, but Adam West really brought it to light because it was so campy and people loved it. And so... Then they decided to make all the Batmans campy, and that fucking ruined him. And then it wasn't until really a few books, like The Dark Knight Returns and all these things that really put him back on the map, but it wasn't until Christopher Nolan really took over that it really got put back on the map. Even Tim Burton's Batman put it there, but it was only there for such a short time. Christopher Nolan's really kept it there, and now it's kind of there, but his the longevity of Batman's career was like up and down, up and down. I felt so bad every time I went down. I'm a huge Batman fan. And, way uh, better, way more than Superman? Oh, great. This is perfect for the podcast. It's amazing. Right, anyway, so what happened was, so while I was reading this Batman book, I was supposed to be, I literally told myself, you know what? It's like 11.30 p.m. If you don't get anyone in the next 10 minutes, just call it a night and go home. Yeah. And then right then and there, I got like an alert. That I got to pick this dude up from Metro... Uh, what's that thing called? It's um, it's right before Edison. It's Metro Park. Okay. And I went to go pick uh, this dude up at Metro Park, and then I drove him to uh, someone with a B. I can't remember. So long ago, and it was like these like rich houses, like these really fucking rich houses. This dude's like super rich, but this dude's also a piece of shit, like a piece of shit beyond belief. <laughs> like literally, like he was he called me like I got the thing at eleven thirty five. And I was about 10 minutes away, but the map had him on the wrong side. So I went to where the map had him at, and I was like, I'm here, but I don't see you. He goes, he goes, what, are you an idiot? What, are you an idiot? I'm right here. You're an idiot? And I'm like, oh, my God. Just calm down. Like, where, where are you? Like, where do you see your surroundings? Because the map doesn't show you. It shows you here where I'm at. And he goes, yeah, but I'm not there, you idiot. Find me. Come find me. And so I'm like, all right. So I went around. I'm like, I don't see you then. I went all the way around. And then I'm like, oh, is that you with the briefcase and, like, with a raincoat? He goes, yeah, that's me. I've been waiting here for five minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm coming around. Went around, picked him up, and then he literally goes, well, well monkey could do your job. Like, oh, if I wasn't brown, that'd be a way better comment. <laughs> it's just like a really bad comment from just like a <laughs> random white dude hopping in my car. And then he started working. As he was working, I was trying to like ch- talk to him because I was like, does he want to chat? Because he's going to want to chat. So he doesn't want to chat, so I stay silent. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, thank God. And we started driving, and this dude was just like, just fucking angry he's like a monkey could do your job like you don't like really you shouldn't like like what were you like that's why you're probably an uber driver you can't do anything else and like he literally was just digging i'm like nah i'm trying yeah whatever doesn't matter i'm like all right cool and just really and he's working on his laptop i'm like oh wait can you cancel an uber ride uh i can literally kick him out if i want to yeah but i really need the money right no but i'm just saying like when you're i understand you need the money but when you're driving around uh, that area and you couldn't find him and he's like calling you an idiot at that point are you allowed to cancel yeah, the I can ride? Cancel him. 
I can cancel I on him, but I but it said it's a forty five plus minute drive. Yeah. If it was if it was below forty five, I probably would have canceled it. Yeah. But it's forty five plus, which means I'm getting at least like forty five to fifty bucks. Yeah. And I needed that money because that money would have got me gas, and that money would brought me home, and I would have been in the positive that day after everything, maybe like eighty. Yeah. So eighty bucks in that day wouldn't have been bad. I really worked my ass out that day, and so I was driving. And plus, I have this little thing inside of me that. I don't like letting people down no matter how much they disrespect me. It's like in my mind. Like, I don't know why it is. Like, literally, like, somebody could be like, you're a piece of shit. Can you please give me that thing? And the minute I'm like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> like, I'll do it. I don't know why. There's something inside of me that I just need to please people. Like, I don't know why. All right. Um, that's how I got into gay sex. So we'll talk about that later. Nice. Um, did it once, though. Anyway, so as I was driving him. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I have this thing I do on stage nowadays. It's about, it was in 2012, I had gay sex for the first time in the last time. It wasn't for me. But this is a real story? This is a real story, yeah. I didn't have gay gay sex. It was mostly oral sex because I couldn't get it in his asshole. And that's another story. Like, it's just, I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Holy shit. But All as right. I was driving him, um, he then, we pull up to his house. Like, this man, it's like, his driveway was probably maybe a mile and a half long. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a, it's half mile to the gate, but a mile from the gate to his house. And it was windy roads. And as I was driving, he goes, don't drive me in my house. Drive me in the guest house. His guest house is probably the size of my real house. And I drive him in the guest house. And he goes, all right, you have about one minute before that gate closes. And if you're not outside of the gate, I'm calling the cops. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And I literally drove out. He kicked my car. I just felt it. And then I drove out. He gave me a one star. And I called in. And I said, yo, this doesn't make any sense. I picked him up late because he was map showing me wrong. I did this, this, and this. And I told him the whole story. And they go, fuck, yeah, all right, cool. And they just got rid of his thing. That guy's a piece of shit. Piece of shit. But as I was driving out and going home, I got a thing. I forgot I left it on. I got another ping on the Uber from another mansion right across next door. And it was like about a, like next door, I mean, like half a mile down the street. And I found this place. I went in. As I went in, I waited in my car and I called the guy on my camp. I'm outside. He goes, hey, man, I'm just inside for another five minutes. you mind waiting for a little bit? I'm like, cool. Started reading the book about Batman. And then he comes out and he goes, he lowers the window. He's like, hey, man, do you mind me doing another 10 minutes? And gives me a $20 bill. I'm like, all right, cool. Take the $20 bill. I'm not going to say no to it. Yeah. Another 10 minutes go by. Call him. I'm like, hey, man, I got to go home. $20 bill. And, dude, by the time, like, I was reading, like, I probably spent another half hour reading, just not even noticing. I call him. I'm like, hey, oh, man. And he goes, comes out. Another $20 bill. I made 60 bucks right there. And at this point, it's like almost 2 in the morning. Yeah. 2.30 in the morning. Like, that's how long the drive was. The drive was probably like an hour to the first guy's place. And then wait for this guy. It was about 2.30. I call him. like, dude, I got to go to sleep, man. Are you coming out? He goes, just one more. Came about, you know, I swear to God, five more minutes. Gave me another $20 bill. I have 80 bucks now. I put that money in my wallet. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. This guy's just not. And he goes, and then he literally tells me before he goes back inside, if I don't come out in the next five minutes, I want you to come to my house and get me and drag me out. And I'm like, oh, shit, man. I've seen so much American Horror Story. <laughs> like, I've seen Get Out. Yeah. Like, this is all the situations yeah. that would happen to trap like, a brown person inside a, a place. But and you still went in. No. So what happened was <laughs> I was literally sitting in my car five minutes past, and I was just waiting. I'm like, yo, should I call my brother? I should have him on the phone just in case something happens. I'm like, nah, man. And then this is what happened to me. In my back of my mind goes, man, the fuck up. If a guy tries to manhandle, you just fucking stab him with your keys and roll the fuck out. But I'm like, yeah. And I, got, I convinced myself that's a good idea, which is such a <laughs> dumb idea. <laughs> such a dumb idea. Just make a phone call. If somebody rappings, at least your phone's going to be fine. My phone. I'll stab him with my keys. It was a bad as if idea. That you, as if you've done that before. Never done it. <laughs> Never stabbed anyone in my life. I don't even know how that would be. <laughs> to be honest, even if I was in a dare situation, I don't think I could stab somebody. I'd be like, ugh. I was stabby if I had the heart to, right? <laughs> like, I couldn't do it. It's hard to do with a key, too. It's hard to do with anything for me. Like, even a real knife, <laughs> I'd have trouble. It's like, do you go in? <laughs> so, I went inside the house, and on the table was like $8,000 of cash. Yeah. Oh, it's shit. This dude, white dude, and like a bunch of like Hispanics. And some of them, they're all smoking cigars, drinking like heavily. And there's rolling dice. And I'm like, yo. And I looked around, I'm like, we got to go. And yeah. the guy goes, oh, shit, that's right. I'm like, yo, he goes, give me one more roll. He throws the dice across. He goes, find out what that is for me so I don't cheat. The guy goes across. 
He goes, ah, I go in the car. I go in the car. Literally three minutes later, he comes out with like seven, like he comes out with piles of cash. Yeah. And goes, go, 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 go. And I sped off. I'm like, what just happened? So I think I was a part of like some type of like robbery or some shit. <laughs> and I drive the dude off. Very nice guy at that point. And uh, I don't get an extra tip, but I still made 80 bucks plus whatever that was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and no one chased you or anything? No. Damn. I don't know what happened. I flew. I flew. I probably was like 120 miles an hour for most of it. It was like 2, two in the morning. No one's out. Jesus. So that was it. I think I helped rob somebody rob somebody's house. What I assume is a drug dealer's house. <laughs> nice. But now you know. Well, I guess that's what you get when you think you could stab someone. <laughs> with keys. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Well, but you got $80 on top of whatever the Uber drive was. So yeah. That's pretty fucking sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we have to go to this gay story. Oh, the gay story. Okay, cool. Oh, so it's pretty man. quick. Um, you know, I've never heard of this one. You know uh, um, couch surfing? Yeah. I never really told anyone the story. Um, there's only a few people in my hand that knew this story. I always wanted to bring it out, but I just never knew how I should bring it out. H- how long ago was this? 2012. 2012? This yeah. was a while ago. Yeah. This was seven years ago. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> you know, remember couch, uh, Airbnb? Yeah. So, couch surfing. Yes. Um, so, we, my brother used to do uh, couch surfing because it's a, it's a free version of Airbnb. I never thought Airbnb would ever catch on. I was like, who would pay to sleep on somebody's couch when you could just fucking do it for free off couch surfing? I thought that would be a way bigger platform. And it was a pretty solid platform. We had all these guests come through from my brother's play apartment. And I was since I didn't work, it was my responsibility to show the people around. So one of the dudes we came in with, he literally goes, he comes in, he goes, oh, my God, what a beautiful place. And my brother goes, just show him around a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool, I don't mind doing that. So I show him around, and he goes, and then he goes, so usually, and then he kind of div- literally divulges within the first, like, 20 minutes of meeting. I was like, so usually when I go to people's places, we wind up having sex. So I was wondering, are you guys open to that? I'm like, you guys. He goes, you and your lover. I'm like, my lover? He goes, yeah, on the website shows you and your, I'm like, that's my brother. I'm not fucking my brother. <laughs> and then the guy goes, oh, I thought you guys were gay because the way you guys were, like, answering my, I'm like, how do we, how do, how do gay people answer that straight people don't understand? Like, <laughs> was there, like, a masculine tone I wasn't pursuing, like, in the messages or something like that? Okay. And so the guy goes, I just assumed that was your lover. I'm like, family members take pictures together. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, you should see both the people's pictures. <laughs> but anyway, so he goes, oh, he goes, so you always been straight. I'm like, as long as I can remember, yeah. And then the dude literally goes, have you ever thought about having gay sex? He goes, you're very cute, but have you ever thought about having gay sex? Like, I'm like, nah. And he goes, how big is your penis if you don't mind me asking? I'm like, I actually don't mind. Um, and so I gave him, like, I was like, I was like yeah, I, was like, I haven't measured since high school, but last time I measured was in high school. <laughs> and um, in high school, it showed me six and a half. I'm assuming it's from six to seven because I grew since then a little <laughs> bit. And um, he goes, he goes, oh, ooh, okay. And then he goes, so you never thought about having gay sex? And I'm like, not really. And he goes, why? I'm like, because I'm straight. He goes, but seriously, why? I'm like, that's a good question. And he, that's how he convinced me to go to the bathroom so he could suck my dick. <laughs> Literally, all it took was two questions of him saying, for real, why? I'm like, that's a good answer. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. And he goes, he goes, so you haven't tried? I'm like, nah. He goes, why? I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like, I'm such a naive little dude to try it. So I did. I went what? in the bathroom. And um, he's like, oh, I want I you to drop your pants. Dude, you're one of the guys that got tricked into f- having... Yeah, yeah, I'm very easy convinced. That's how I did cocaine as well. Some girl's like, you want to do cocaine? I'm like, nah, that's not for me. And she goes, why not? I'm like, that's a good question. So I, that's how I did it. Like, I'm very easily convinced to do some shit. <laughs> I've been in that situation before. Yeah, so I did it. But I also, in my back of my mind, always wanted sex. to have gay sex. Just to know if I was gay or not. I don't, still don't know if I'm yeah. not. Even after the experience? I so, just think oh, it was so, one bad oh, wait, experience. So, so then, wait, so you go to the bathroom? Oh, so he drops my pants. And he's very aggressive with it. Like, he's just... Boom, boom. I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, I'm like, my dick's like soft. I'm not really aroused by the situation. I'm like, let me think of a girl real quick. And he goes, no, no, I got this. And he starts sucking my dick. And it's still not really getting hard. And so I'm just like, it's just a little rough. I'm like, can you ease up a little bit? And so he, I'm like, how about you put in your mouth and just suck it softly? And we'll just try to see how that goes. And then he tries to, but it's still too rough. And it wasn't getting hard for me. And then I'm like, you know what? What if I masturbate, get myself hard, and then you suck it? So we did that. <laughs> so I started masturbating, and it got hard. And then he starts sucking it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, it's still too hard. I don't like it. And I'm like, it's and, I'm like and then I realized men have this, like, masculine, like, stronger <laughs> oh job. Oh, my God, dude. And it really hurt. And I'm like, I'm not into that. So I'm like, can you suck it softer? He goes, but that's how gay guys suck dick. I'm like, can you suck it like a straight guy would suck my dick? Oh. And he didn't understand that. He took a little offense. Like, <laughs> wow, who 
fucking like, scared. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> doesn't even make any sense. I didn't know what to say. All right, John Kim, leave me alone. <laughs> How old was I? I was like 23 at the time. <laughs> Can you suck my dick like a straight guy? And and. <laughs> And so he goes, I got a better idea. He goes, what if you stick it inside my asshole? And I said, that's a great idea. I've never had anal sex before. Dude, this is a real story. This, this is, is a real a, story. This is a real story a real you're story. telling me right now. This is a real story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You okay. can ask my girlfriend, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a real story. Uh, okay. This, okay. Is a, this is a story that was real because what happened was it was... It was, I can't remember the guy's name, but it, it, my, my brother has a couch account. I can show you the exact guy who yeah. it was. I can even give him a shout out. Um, <laughs> he could, t- and he could vouch for the story too. Okay. So, he my dick. so, 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 uh, so he said like, let's do anal. So and let's do anal. Like, okay. And so I was like, all right, cool. But here's a problem. When you're in a bathroom stall. Yeah. And the guy is about six, two. He's six, two. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, it's very hard to stick it in the guy's asshole when he's just standing. Like I'm five, five. At God best. damn. I can't believe he <laughs> wanted to be the one pen- being penetrated. He's a bottom. He He's crazy. And plus, he's, he knows I'm straight, so he knows I don't want to get inside of me. So he so the entire time, I was just trying to jump to get it in there, and I never got close. So I'm like, you know what? That's not going to happen. <laughs> and, and then we walked out of the bathroom, and I just looked disappointed. And people just saw us walking out. <laughs> oh, my Just, like, not God. even looking happy. Like, ooh, what happened in there? <laughs> Jesus. So yeah. It was uh, my only gay experience, though. So you would try it again? No. Depending on the right guy. So Depending. so he would just have to be a really good looking dude? Like Not about good looking. I don't I don't care about if he's good looking. I just care about <laughs> if if I feel we'd have gay, great chemistry. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> just very specific gay chemistry. Yeah, I don't want a really good looking guy. You know why? Because I'd just be too in my head like I hope he feels good about this. Like, you know, I just get so insecure because I'm not as good looking. Oh, man. So if you found the right guy, I might a possibility. Have yeah. I didn't know you were so open about this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, yeah, yeah I might yeah. be a little gay. I might be. Well, that's, a, that's a, so my girlfriend uh, uh, goes back and forth saying, like, we don't, like every time someone's like, so, like, you, we thought you were gay. My girlfriend always goes, eh, we're still debating that right now. <laughs> Oh man, we well, you know That's for sure I'm straight. Just the yes. other side. You have a girlfriend. So you know what? I, I always so. thought about. It. It's kind of messed up that we're all not bisexual. It's kind of weird that we're either straight or gay, and there's some section of people that are bisexual, but most of us are either straight or gay. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. Why are we choosing? Why can't we just be attracted to anything? That's we human. Well, we don't get to choose. That's right. It's fucked up, and that's God's problem. He fucked us up. Yeah, because I mean, about it, it. life would be way more fun if I were bi. Way more fun. I hit on all these girls, get rejected, and then go to Grinder. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like having women would be like a dessert because you don't have it. That like, getting laid is hard. As a straight guy, it's hard. But real hard. As a gay gay dude. Whatever, man. You just <laughs> dude, you have an app that's like that dude over there. Ten he wants to fuck, yeah. Yeah, he wants to fuck. So right it's funny. I asked two gay guys, and I was like, "Hey, so like in Grinder, how does the swiping work?" They go, "Swiping? What's swiping?" So you just pick a guy, you message him, and if he's into it, he's into it. If he's not, he'll just say, "Nah, man." Probably just has their picture of yeah. their face and their asshole and their dick, <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. But you remember the night of Bayonne when the, we were walking out of that uh, bar doing that shitty ass show? Yeah. And the guy, where the girl was like super racist, she goes, I own a candy store. Yeah. With a really 7 Eleven accent. Yep. And we're like, oh, what a racist ass girl, woman. Um, and we're walking out, and the guy goes, You're not leaving together, are you? Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> yep. They were, uh, yeah, Bayonne, New Jersey, not the. Um most LBGTQ friendly <laughs> place in the world. Can I say something? Sure. What if most of your listeners are from Bayonne? How would you feel? What was that? What if most of your listeners are from Bayonne? How would that make you feel? That would be, the fact that I had a fan base would be amazing. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what about me attracts Confederate flags, but sure. <laughs> so Bayonne's basically Confederate flags meets non-government help. Yeah, they are much. the ideal candidates to vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, oh yeah, they all voted for Donald Trump over there. 
for sure. I'm even sure Joe McEvitt voted for him. That's right. I'm calling Joe McEvitt out. <laughs> you know, I saw, I finally saw the MAGA hat in person, like unironically. I was like, wow, people actually. I mean, yeah, people buy them and wear them, but I was like, in New York City, that's crazy. Or actually, it wasn't in New York. It was in New Jersey. That makes more sense. How <laughs> that make you feel? Well, it's just like, wow. I don't know. It's just like it was like you just see it in the wild. You always see it on TV. And you're just like, there's no way people, at least in this area, but fucking New Jersey, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking New Jersey. You know what's funny about Jersey? Jersey has like certain pockets. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That is hardcore red. Yeah, some pockets are hardcore liberal. It's a weird state. Yeah. You know what's even weirder? New Hampshire. What are they up there? Divided. They're all they, divided? It's one of the po- New Hampshire is a, a state that's heavily important in oh, the voting swing, process. it's a swing state? It's a swing state because if it, it, it can go red or blue because it's divided. It's very, very divided. Actually, it's, but it, it's not even just like people don't have to take their politics lightly there. It's like, I'll give you an example. One of my uh, friends, his friend's mom is part of the Democratic Party to the point where like Obama, when he was uh, campaigning, would leave voicemails for her because he needed her help oh damn in that sta- state oh shit so she's very influential because she works for an organization that's heavily influential for democratic voting in uh, new hampshire okay her son on the other hand he's a republican damn and she does not speak to him wow at all they, they don't take their politics lightly they'll speak but they're just not like they're just not fucking around with that wow. and i mean the people out there are just both ways like some people look at me when i when i go out there they go like oh oh like they they look at me like I'm like a hero Scott sent from above like everyone's like oh he's gonna fix our technology like that's how they look at you or the other people look at you like fucking terrorists like like it's it's, it's no damn. like there's some in between but it's not much in between like New Hampshire's the only state I could say that when they don't like even the liberals don't know how to talk to like colored people I like saying colored people because white people get annoyed that I say that because they go it's people of color I'm like same thing <laughs> literally yeah. One's just longer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah, say the yeah. longer version. Yeah. So, like, I was sitting at, uh, I was sitting with my computer, and this dude walks up, and this one of my friends, uh, he introduced me to some guy in New Hampshire. So I'm sitting there, and I just hold my laptop up, and he comes over and goes, "Hey, man," and like he's a very, very nice guy. So he goes, "Hey, man, we're gonna go to the bar to watch some baseball. It's very similar to cricket, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah." I do know. <laughs> I was born in America, you jackass. I know more about baseball than I know about cricket. Like, like, okay. And then he goes, and then he didn't know what to say. So he goes, oh, man. And he's like, oh, cool. How's everything fitting in? I'm like, cool, man. And he looks at the computer screen, looks back at me. And on my computer screen, a bunch of sand dunes because that's what Mac gives you. It's like the default screensaver. Looks back at me and goes, missing home? Oh I'm from New York. Your friend God. from New York hit you up about me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you were saying all this unironically or he was just like he knew he was jabbing no, at you? No, 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 no. Because this dude doesn't really understand immigration very well. To the point when he goes, oh, so, because he saw my parents in one of my videos, and he goes, how'd you get your parents in that video? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, when did you go to India? I'm like, my parents live in New Jersey. He goes, how? <laughs> and, he, and there's a legitimate question. He didn't understand that. So oh, now i got to explain immigration man. to a dude who doesn't understand immigration. Because he thought I was here from India, and I spoke like this. Yeah. And That's somehow, so I just, you know, I'm just chilling. That's so funny. And the best moment with this kid was, he goes, hey, man, uh, you should connect with this guy on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh, what, why? He goes, you guys have a lot in common. I'm like, oh, he's a comedian? He goes, nah. Does comedy in any sense? No. He, um, why? He goes, you guys are both Indian Americans. <laughs> That's the only yeah. criteria? Yeah, it is. And so that's why he connected. You can only be friends because you're Indian. So I and this I can't how, blame this him. This is how friendship works. Yeah, I can't blame him. I can't yell at him because people tell me you should yell at him for about what? <laughs> for being dumb. He's like, just when's he gonna put this in practice? Like, when's he ever gonna put his ignorance into practice? It's lit. Yeah. And he is learning. <laughs> Very slowly. Is he our age? He's about thirty-one. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's a grown ass man. Yeah. So I would say New Hampshire is one of the places I think that's very interesting. Um, but I think New Jersey is very interesting in the sense of the diversity we have. Yet you've been spending diversity. a lot of time in Boston, right? I've been did spending a lot of time in Boston. Did yeah. you hear about that straight pride parade? No. <laughs> I heard about the straight pride parade. I didn't hear what happened. 
No, I'm just saying that it's going to happen. And it's oh, like, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I heard of this. I thought it happened or something like that. That is the most Boston thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, It's like, like my question is, why do we ever have a pride for being straight? <laughs> exactly. I have a joke about this. I'm going to work out tonight. But it's basically the premise is like, I've had no oppression being straight my entire life. There's no reason to celebrate someone that's never been oppressed. You, you know, know what, what I mean? though? There are people that say, it's not Adam and Eve, it's Adam and Steve. I heard that. So there is some ignorance against great straight people. No, so it's never happened. There's <laughs> it's never happened. I never once heard that. <laughs> I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to figure out what could be. Because yeah. here's the as a straight guy, you get people just assume being straight's the right way to be. So there's already pride in it. <laughs> yeah, very ignorant pride that it's like, yeah, it's the only way to be. Obviously, penis goes in a vagina. <laughs> I once heard a hole's a hole, so in that context. Well, after the story you just gave us, <laughs> apparently a hole is just a hole to you. <laughs> yeah. No matter what it comes attached with. <laughs> as long as what it comes attachment is non-ignorance, racism... That guy you were in the stall with, did you, did you have a connection with him? No. <laughs> but I was also very confused back then. I didn't do comedy. I didn't do much. <laughs> you were just open to anything. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. That was all the year after that. I did cocaine for the first time. Um, that year, I also did a lot of things for the first time. I. Um, did you like cocaine? Yeah, it was a fun drug. <laughs> like, I yeah. can't do cocaine, though. I could. I just have to do a small dose of it because I'm already fast. <laughs> I'm already at a high speed. Don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just go even faster? Yeah, my heart races. I'm just at 90 miles an hour. My voice gets dry. There's a bunch of things that don't shouldn't be happening to me. Yeah. Because no one understands me. But I am more loving. <laughs> on cocaine? Yeah, I'm more loving yeah, on cocaine. So. I'm very more loving on ecstasy. Oh, yeah, ecstasy makes sense. Yeah. I didn't really... I, I think I just had shitty coke one time because I didn't really feel much. You want to do one day of just straight one line of coke each and try to see and go out? <laughs> sure. If you know where to get it. I can get it. <laughs> the only broad question is, are you willing to be down to do it? Uh, I don't know. The right night? Sure. Why All not? Right. We'll, try, we'll try to set up the, the right podcast, night. It is uh, declared that we are going to meet <laughs> up one day. It's on the record. And uh, It's on record. We're going to try cocaine together. <laughs> That's fair. We should definitely do that. We should definitely do that. We're now. gonna allegedly try cocaine together. <laughs> That's what all podcasters do. We have to allegedly. <laughs> There's you know, thirteen listeners allegedly. <laughs> you know what we should do? Uh, Every shit. podcast you should end with a call to action for yourself. Call so to this action. one is a call to action. Is you're gonna do cocaine at some point? <laughs> Every That's podcast. my first one. My first call to action is cocaine. I thought there'd be like more positive causes, like start recycling or something. Why does every call to action be positive? That's true. Why can't they be detrimental to your health as well? <laughs> That's true. As long as you're doing something. I don't <laughs> every <care> week, <laughs> I'm just fucking killing myself. Next week, you're going to drink a handle to yourself. All right. <laughs> I guarantee it'll give you more listeners. <laughs> there was a podcast I heard about. I forgot who told me this. Um, I think it was Harrison Greenbaum. He told me about a podcast where a girl basically moans at the end of every one podcast. Uh-huh. And listeners tune in to just hear that because she's actually masturbating. I think so. I'm not sure. Have you heard this one? I heard, um, yeah, I think I think I heard Ryan Brett Redband talk about her doing this. And it was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> hey, man, she's doing something. People are entertained. They want to st- The fact that people are just like, oh, this is the best part about the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How is that? I think you need that ha- hook. Oh, I don't think anyone really wants to hear a guy masturbating, but you need a female <laughs> masturbating version of a guy. <laughs> breathing quickly into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> and maybe you should be two guys. You should have one, you breathe heavily, and some another guy breathe heavily, and then just how it ends every time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very silent when I masturbate. So and then you go, oh. And then... <laughs> And then you're just like, oh, fuck, it's everywhere, damn it. 
I'm gonna wash my hands. <laughs> it's everywhere. What is like South Park? Oh, oh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. The plasm's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> this is a very interesting spot we did a podcast in. Yeah, there's music and traffic everywhere. How long are your podcast usually for? Um, usually an hour, but it can be however long I want it to be. <laughs> Why not? It's so what else is new? unscripted. What else is new? Yeah, what do you, like, what do you, all right, so I haven't seen you in, what, over a couple months now, since January, right? Yeah, it's probably about six months. Oh my God, we have a tour that we do together, and we haven't seen each other in I six know, months. dude, so... Has anyone actually, so we do this Airbnb tour together, and I can just see it on comics' faces, like, oh, my God, you're doing what? Like, oh, but, <laughs> and then you, re- I'm like, I get paid to do this. You realize that, right? Like, you're paying for an open mic. He's paying for me to do everything right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah. Yeah. And what? And also, it's an audience to spit jokes at sometimes. Yeah, it's an audience, a real audience member. And also, I get stage time out of it. Like, <laughs> like I don't see any downsides to this. So, yeah. So, basically, I remember I remember when we did it, people were like, I remember when I was I remember when I was explaining it, and we first did the first couple of tours, and people go, what is it? I'm like, yeah, well, I came up, we came up with this idea where we walk around, and we showcase people all the comedy that happens around Greenwich Village, because Greenwich Village is a spot. And by the way, do you know they open two more comedy tours but they're not in Greenwich Village you know why because that's our territory yeah and we're killing them but anyways so we take them around Greenwich Village showing them the comedy cell and all these areas and it kind of like evolved into us just taking them to the Olive Tree Cafe so the best uh, which is right above the all uh, comedy uh, comedy, sorry, the comedy cell which is the best club in the city by far nothing yeah. comes close to it and essentially we just talk about comedy and then we take them to a mic and stuff and I remember when I was first on comics they go Oh my god! Like you're a tour guy, like oh, yeah. and then I'm like, yeah, and they go, and people pay you, and it's like, yeah, and then it's just like they it, they couldn't fathom it, and now all of a sudden, ever since like it's going well, and we increased to 45. I got like a few comics like, hey man, so that tour thing you got going on, is there any extra room on it? Yeah, I'm like, nah, man, John Kim <laughs> takes over that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. Like, I had a, I had one or two comics hit me up about doing it, and those are the same comics that just look down upon it. Yeah, of course. It's just you know. It's like stay in your own lane. Just do your own. Th- we're doing our own thing. You know what I mean? It's just uh, no. The fact that like I, because I was te- I was proud to tell people. I was just like, yo, I got this new thing going on. It's pretty cool. And then the fact that they gave me like a stink eye. I'm just like, oh, you're just a pretentious fuck. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. You're just being pretentious <laughs> about it. You know what it is? It's when you uh, jump off the beaten path. People look at you differently. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to open mics and hustling every night? Yeah. And going crazy? Oh, okay. Oh, my God. I'm bringing my own audience and performing for regular people? That's so bad. Wait, like, hold up. You're you're doing bringer shows? Yeah. Well, I'm not bringing shit. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do that. <laughs> they bring themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy to me. But, yeah, dude, so how have yours been going? The tours? Yeah. I've only done two tours yeah, since Yeah, you only then. did one recently. They've been they going go really well. The only problem is I just don't do them as frequently. So yeah. it's just I got to revamp it. But it's always a conversation I'm having with somebody. And um, it goes well. It goes really, really, really well. Like You'll see the people really be into it. But I don't know. You always get that one person who's just like, I don't really care for comedy. It's like, <laughs> why are you here? That is so strange to me when like the literally on the title it says stand-up comedy. <laughs> And no, then they learn come comedy to the tour. from stand-up com- comedians. They come to the tour and they're like, "We don't like comedy," and it's like, "What the fuck? I don't, dude." And in the restaurant, there are people. They just order things that are not on the menu. Like what? This one guy was just like, "I'll have your chicken tenders," and we're a breakfast and brunch place, and we're like, "We don't have chicken tenders." He's like, "You have chicken tenders." If we had chicken tenders, we would sell you chicken tenders. How about you look at the menu that we fucking gave you to decide what you should eat at this restaurant? Because restaurants are different from each other. <laughs> Dude, that is 
insanely funny. I never got <laughs> that. I always have those people that go, hey, so uh, I'm just going to be talking about, like, if you guys want to know history or whatever, just ask me. I'll get I can go into history. I can go to art. I'm writing a joke. Uh, I could go to this. And also, Rick Crome always comes over every time. He sits down. He tells some stories. We always have one or two actual seller comics sometimes, sometimes and just hang out and chill with us. And, like, things they'll never be able to do by themselves. And um, Colin Quinn once uh, sat down with one of the guys and talked to him for about five minutes. And I'm like, yeah, you're Oh, that's dope. What happened there? He goes, I'm like, he goes, you said hi to that guy. So I went over to go say hi to him too. I'm like, you know who that was? He goes, yeah, no. I'm like, that's Colin Quinn, one of the biggest, one of the most legendary comics in the game. Yeah. And he goes, oh, for real? And then he goes back and says, over. I'm like, just go back over here. Yeah. But I always get this one thing where I go, what do you want to learn? And uh, what else do you want to know about it? Like, do you want to do a history, joke telling, blah, blah, blah? Do you want to get on stage? Do you want to do this? Because I didn't get an like, answer from you. And they go, oh, whatever, whatever. And they'll just, I'm like, all right, cool. So I'll tell them joke structure. And I'm like, what? I'm like, and I'm like, all right, well, how about we just learn about some comedy stories? All right, how about this? And I just keep going over everything with them and just verify it. Yeah. And then I was, and I'm like, so is everything good? Is anything you think you would like for next time or you want to know that I didn't go over? They go, no, no, everything was perfect. And then the review for private reviews I always get, you should have went over how to tell jokes a little bit longer because that's what I really wanted to know. It's like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah, yeah. I've asked you like 500 times. What else do you want to know? It's like, are you going to seriously sit there and just tell me, oh, everything's great? And then you're like, oh, I should have wanted to learn that. Like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that is? That's the whole. That's the whole customer service business. It's just. I hate that part of it. It's just like you don't know. necessarily know you want. You could be like, hey, I would have liked to know that more, and, and I always respond back to that, and I always go, hey, listen, I'm sorry I didn't do that, but how about this? Um, next time you're in town, we'll just give you a free tour about that. Or if you want, call me anytime or message me anytime, and I can give you all the details you want. Anything you want to learn, and I'll just send them like a brief. A paragraph like this is kind of what the joke circle looks like. This is it, and then here's the thing you should work on. Once you work on these things, come back to me, and then we'll, I'll, I'll I'll go more in depth and give you more in depth lessons. And then they go, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And then that's how you get them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Customer service is the worst sometimes, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, ninety nine percent of the time it's fine. It's and amazing. And then it's just fucking those one one out of ninety nine, man. One out of ninety nine. I love those ones where they go, "Hey, so I bought this for my son or daughter or husband or boyfriend as a surprise to them. Don't tell them it's for comedy. Do you tell them where to meet us? Yeah, I told them to meet you here. All right, cool. Well, it changes to hair. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay, I will let them know. All right, what do they look like? Well, you'll know when you see them. Their name is Brandon. All right, I'm gonna sit there and just yell, Brandon. 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 You Brandon? No. You Brandon? Brandon. No. <laughs> uh, sometimes I do have to do that. <laughs> And I always like, say, like, are you Brendan? <laughs> nope. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, did, I did that twice. I'm like, are you Brendan? She goes, no, I'm Carly. I'm like, okay. My bad. Just want to make sure you're not a Brendan. <laughs> yeah. I I had once where I was like, how about because uh, you were doing the tour and this is when you were not touching the thing. So go here's John Kim's picture. When you guys get there, look for this guy. And the one person goes, I don't see him. I'm like, here's a picture. And then they goes, oh, he's sitting right in front of me. I'm like, you could have looked at the second picture <laughs> I sent you earlier, which was. The same picture. <laughs> <laughs> the same picture. Oh, man. That's so funny. But 99% of the time, it's great because like, these people love it. They want to learn. They're very excited to be there. Uh, what do you do when you when you see there's like four people and two people are very excited about this, but the two people just seem iffy about it? What Do you do? You try to get the other two people involved or you just focus on the two people who are very excited about it? Um, a little bit of both because I try to get them involved and just be like, just ask them questions or... Um, if I don't want to, s- there's a firefly in front of us and we are fascinated by it. <laughs> it is distracting the shit out of us. That's been the most distracting thing I've seen so far. There's been <laughs> all these girls that passed us, these like cars are passing, honking, nothing distracted us. That firefly that was there. That firefly was right in front of our faces. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, what would you rather Oh, yeah, there? so the two people that are interested, I don't want to just constantly just talk to them. So that's when I'll like explain either the the business of comedy or like how to like make money and stuff or like how different ways people make money doing comedy and stuff like that and I basically just tell a story I tell a story or explain something so they just have to listen to me instead of me just conversing with the people that are only interested because the other two will just feel a lot uh, left out and yeah what I usually do is if I see two people that are not interested I'll ask them like so like what kind of comedians you like and stuff like that and like yeah. like oh by the way and or if they see the two people are very interested I'll be like are you guys gonna try to do the mic and they go yeah or think about it I'm like I'm like it's your job to make them do it they seem like they're very and I got them to get involved not yeah. as not as uh, consumers but more as 
as helpers in the sense of like motivators to their spouse, boyfriend, kids, whatever it may be to get them, push them to do it. Cause I'm like, this is a once in a lifetime chance for them to do it in New York. And like, yeah, it's very scary, but it's the one thing that I think they, they should experience. And if you're, if you're not getting them to push them to do it, then you're not doing the job. It's not my job to push them because I can only guide them to do it. It's your job to push them. So I, I get them involved in some way or shape or form. Or what I do is I ask them like what kind of stuff they like. And then if they do it, will you help them out and guide them to the careers or what, how does the relationship? And I ask them about their relationship. So I understand what their dynamics are. Why is one more interested than the other? And I looked at this one time I was doing that. And I said, I met a couple and like the guy was really interested, but the girl wasn't. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, so do you like comedy? And she goes, no. I'm like, you don't like any comedy? <laughs> and she goes, I'm not really been interested in comedy. I'm like, so what about Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart or uh, Chris Rock or Louis C.K. at the time he didn't have his Me Too movement? Um, or Aziz? And she goes, nah, I never really care for these guys. I'm like, so no Don Rickles, no Richard Pryor. That's just, wait, you went to, you went to fucking Dave Chappelle to Don Rickles? Maybe yeah. she'll like Don Rickles. <laughs> People have different tastes. <laughs> All right, you never know. I'm like, I'm like, no. If Conan. She's super older. If she's older, she sure. wasn't older, but her taste seemed older. It's just, um, I don't know. Some people just, some people just want to try something different. They're just like, fuck it. Yeah. Why not? But she got it because her boyfriend loves comedy. So I asked him how they got together, oh, and she goes yin and yang, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> That's true, man. Yin Opposites yang. do attract sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you tell Most me. Sometimes. Yeah. Are you the opposite of your girl right now? Why don't we call her up and find out? <laughs> you're both... You said that she's more social than you, but you're fucking really social. I'm very social to a certain extent. I'm not social with people I know. I'm more yeah, social you with... Are. I'm more social with people <laughs> I know and uh, I'm very well... Like, I'm more social But you with get strangers. to know people really quickly. Really quickly, yeah. <laughs> so after meeting them once, now you know them and then you'll talk to them like... You've been lifelong friends. Yeah. <laughs> Where I say sound and just don't care enough. <laughs> but she's like very so like she like she's a genuine take and like just wanting to really understand people and I really love that about her. Like we differ in a lot of ways, like um What does she do again? She it works in education. In education? She's a yeah. teacher? No, no, she works in the business side of it, not in the she basically is a chief staff officer for organizations that help education systems. Like so basically uh, she works for like also organizations that help school districts revamp their programs and stuff and okay. she knows everything about schooling and everything but she also wants to open her own preschool so she's actually trying to position herself into an organization that either will teach her some different areas or try to work within a school position on like in a high school or whatever oh, okay. and learning how to be the chief staff but the problem with the schools is like funding it's not it's as high as always funding yeah. it's always funding and so yeah so she does education but she's like more She's she, here's the difference. Like I, I go on stage and don't plan. Yeah. She plans every detail of her life. Yeah. So she's a planner. I'm a non-planner. She's a socialite comparatively to me. I just like to like chill sometimes. She's a heavy drinker compared to me. I'm a heavy smoker compared to her now. Um, she uh, basically is um, very conscious of other people and uh, needs and wants. I am to a certain extent that way, but. I also, I would, things that I like to care people for, and like when people take advantage of me, I let them. She doesn't let that shit happen. Like I don't let people take advantage of me, but it's like certain points. Like I'm just such a nice guy. I like people get away with shit that they shouldn't get away with. Yeah. And she would never let that happen. Um, like whatever I'm not, she is. I wonder if she's not, I am. So that's yeah. how we balance each other. I see. I noticed that my girl can get away. With so much ridiculous shit, because she's a small Asian girl, <laughs> and she knows there's no gonna be no like physical consequences. Yeah. Or anything. So she's very aware of how she looks, and she uses that to her maximum advantage to like to get what she wants. Yeah. It's pretty brilliant at times. It's pretty amazing. It's great. It worked for me up until yeah, like two years from now. Yeah. Not now. Two years from now, I know it's not going to work. But now, I can get away with most anything. <laughs> oh, man. All right, dude. We should probably get ready for the thing. Yeah? Yeah. All right. This was fun, man. This was fun. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't very calm. This was fun. <laughs> this was This was something. <laughs> this was a conversation. There was a lot of topics talked about today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned a, a great story from you. <laughs> <laughs> something you never knew about me. Something I never knew about you. I don't you. think you know about me. I think you know about the hookers, though, right? 
Um, well, I know that you've gotten them, and yeah. uh, you've told me one story about Vegas and stuff. But oh, that's right. I haven't told many people that story. That's another story I loved a lot. There's one story where I, I was trying to find a place to sleep because I was kind of like broke. But I worked for this co- startup that didn't pay me shit. It was like a really fucking shitty pay. And I just didn't have anywhere to stay. Ho- hotels weren't open, but they were super expensive. Uh, Airbnbs weren't responding to me. And so I just went on Craigslist for every single hooker and responded to them saying, hey, I need a place to crash tonight. Can I use yours? And I just called each one. And like, oh no matter what God. they look like, one. And then one girl was like, yeah, you can stay over at my place. And it was like a two, it was like somewhere in Brooklyn, deep Brooklyn. It took me an hour to get there, about an hour and a half to get there. And as I got there, I was like, she was like a 300-pound woman. And she goes, yeah, for 80 bucks, you can sleep wherever. And this is for like, for eight hours if you want. I'm like, all right, cool. And she goes, you want me to give you head or something like that? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, oh, <laughs> she's offering, okay. And then she offered it to me. And this is the moment I realized there is too much ass for one man to handle. Because she was 300 pounds. I was skinnier than I am now. Yeah. I was also about the same height, but a little bit shorter. I don't know. Some I grew a little bit. Just like a tiny bit. And so what happened was, she goes, I'm like, she goes, you want to fuck me? Like, I'll let you do doggy style or something like that. And I'm like, because she couldn't get on top of me, she, she'll kill me. She knew that. Yeah. And so I'm like, how about I get on top of you? But the dick wasn't going in. So I'm like, yeah, maybe doggy style has to work. And I realized I couldn't get it in. I had to open her ass cheeks, first of all. And yeah. Because my hands kept slipping. Yeah. So once I opened it, I put, my, I put my shoulder and got my body <laughs> and stuck it in. But once I got my dick in her vagina, the problem was I couldn't pull out because my dick isn't that big. Oh. That I could pull out and keep going back in and out. So once I got in, I couldn't pull out because the minute I pull out, I would, I fly lost. away. Yeah, I lost. That's hilarious. And then the problem with sleeping at a place you just had sex with a prostitute is the fact that when you're sleeping and she has customers over and they're fucking in their living room, you could hear their conversations talking about me and my small ass dick. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and I mean, it's not that small, but still fucked oh, up. Oh shit, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, the dude she bangs are like ten to twelve. He's 10 to 12? Inch penises, yeah. Yeah. Like, that was crazy big. Well, yeah, to be able to get through that ass in the first place. I know. Or you'd be very skilled. I wasn't that skilled with my dick. Yeah, I guess so. Well, thanks for that last story, <laughs> You're welcome, man. man. <laughs> that, was, that was a great way to end it. <laughs> that last little tidbit. Of course, man. Yeah, man. Anything for your listeners. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, take Have care, a good one, guys. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast once again. I really appreciate your support. If you like the content, please subscribe, rate it five stars. You can follow me on all platforms on social media at John Kim Comedy. And until next time, have a great fucking week. Can you get much higher?